Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All About the Charles podcast. As always, can't thank you enough for joining in on another episode as we inch every day closer to the start of the much-anticipated and desired, desired start of the 2024 season in March. But today, I am once again going for another race review episode. And as many of you might have already guessed it, I will be discussing one of the previous races for 2023. And in being completely honest, it is one of the tougher races of the past season for Charles and Carlos at Ferrari in the Miami GP. Yep, as one of the more difficult races of the season for the team back in 2023 compared to 2022, there won't be too many highlights or silver linings as Ferrari was very much struggling as a team on many fronts in Miami. And it was just one of those races where a lot of difficulties for them were shown and it was very difficult race overall. But before we begin, as always, if you have any questions, ideas, opinions, or just anything you would like to share with me, please be sure to leave them in the comment section below. And with that, let's get started on the review for the Miami GP. Now, trying to go back into my mentality before the start of the Miami GP, I think for myself, there was a lot of doubt and concern that this race was not going to be the same as it was back in 2022. Charles and the team had just come off a series of truly terrible races from the start in Bahrain to Saudi Arabia and Australia, with really just Azerbaijan being the only silver lining on the start of the season so far. However, considering the difficulties Ferrari and Charles were having as a team, it would have been too optimistic on my part to believe that they were going into the Miami weekend with chances of a truly great result. And considering the heat and humidity of the track, it was my expectation that Miami would play into the weaknesses of the team in terms of tire degradation, even potential power unit risks and failures, and just plainly wasn't really the best place for Charles to make up some points in terms of the driver's championship and for the team to get a good haul of points. As such, expectations for me coming into the weekend were rather low as 2023 was probably the hardest season start in the history of Charles with Ferrari. And I think this was rather clear considering the first days of practice on the track and how on FP2, Charles just basically put his Ferrari on the wall at the very start of the session, just clearly indicating and showing a very difficult challenge for Charles in terms of drivability and comfort on track. And despite Charles being able to set some incredible times in terms of qualifying, as the trend was already starting to show a bit more for Ferrari, that on a one lap pace, they had incredible performance, but the real struggles and issue was overall pace performance for the main race on Sunday. And I think this was also able to continue further into the weekend and into qualifying, where once again, despite Charles's incredible performance in terms of qualifying and trying to extract as much as possible over a one lap pace for the car, he was still able to set some competitive times for Q1 and Q2, but again, just seeing his driving, it was clear to see and understand that for Charles, there was an additional level of risk being taken by him in order to try and set those competitive times for the car. Charles, as it later became understood, was not really in tune with the setup of the car, and as such, a lot of his driving, particularly at the start of the season in Ferrari, consisted on him taking a lot of extra risk for him and the car to try and get those competitive times for pole position or even second and third. And I think this continued to be most evident by the arrival of Q3, where once again, Charles in trying to achieve pole positions for the race on Sunday, which ultimately, and I do think, I do have to give credit to Charles, is that even in Q1 and Q2, he was setting some really great laps, some competitive laps, but basically 
on the last lap of Q3, he completely lost the car on the first corners of the track and similar to FP2, placed his car completely in the wall, causing not only his session to end and unfortunately for him finishing P7 for the start of the main race, but also completely disorganizing and changing the grid to a full Spanish lockout for first, second, and third positions with Perez, Alonso, and Sainz for Sunday, but as well as completely mixing up the whole grid with Max starting on P9 and even Magnussen starting on P4. So with the end of this qualifying session, I think once again, what became absolutely clear for me was that Charles was very much dealing with a ton of difficulty in trying to drive the car. And as mentioned before, most of his driving before upgrades were actually made consisted on him taking tons of risks to achieve decent results. And so with that, not a particularly great qualifying for the main race on Sunday. However, I don't particularly think that Sunday was a lot better for the team as well. In once again, being completely honest, most of Charles's race consisted on him continually struggling to pass Magnussen for P6 on a race. And it was just very confusing and bewildering for me to just see the amount of difficulty Charles was having in passing a car, which despite has been a Ferrari customer and ultimately having similar or the same engines to them, it was still strange to see Charles not being able to get past Magnussen and dealing with that for almost the entire race. Ultimately, despite the challenges and difficulties for the weekend, in the end, Charles was still more or less able to finish the race on his original position of P7, and despite the original appearance of this result not being too great or too bad, I do think it was a huge letdown of a weekend for the team, especially once again, just taking it back or thinking back to 2022 and considering that Charles finished P2 on that race after having had an amazing performance and battle with Max for P2, for P1, sorry, on the final laps. And I think in terms of trying to find some silver linings for the team for that weekend, was that at least the pit stops for both Charles and Carlos were actually quite decent with sub 3.0 second pit stops for each of them, but in the end, still having a truly tough result, both drivers. And, and also I think just briefly jumping into Carlos's own performance of the weekend, once again, even though Carlos was able to set a truly solid performance and also get some competitive times for qualifying and then just being able to start the race on P3 on Sunday, I do think it was still a tough weekend for Carlos as not only ultimately Max, but also Russell were able to pass him and drop Carlos down from P3 to finish with a P5 for the race. I think it was also just a tough thing for Carlos to receive that five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane, which also could not have come at a worse time. Just also going back to the Australian GP weekend where Carlos might have received, in my opinion, one of the harshest and worst penalties in his F1 career. And I think you can just hear this on his team radio. So again, also not a particularly great race for Carlos neither. And so with this, we more or less can go ahead and wrap up the review and analysis of the Miami GP weekend. I think just once again, looking back to it and having a full picture now on the trajectory that Ferrari was setting in, this was truly one of the worst starts of the season for the team especially for Charles. I think Miami, in many different ways, only played into the weaknesses of the team was having. And ultimately, this was probably the best outcome and result that they could have gotten for the race with Charles ending P7 and Carlos P5. But 
I would like to make some very quick commentaries on a couple of side notes that I do have for the race. And in the first note, I do think, and it might come as a big surprise for anyone listening to this show, as I will be praising Max Verstappen and Red Bull for this race, but I do have to give my hats off on Max on truly an amazing race and performance. I I do remember while watching the GP of Miami that I was very much awestruck and just completely astounded by Max's drivability, just being able to jump from P9 all the way up to P1, I think by 15 laps into the race, just making it seem like he was literally just playing PlayStation, PlayStation on easy mode. And I think for me, really the biggest, you know, just kind of compliment or achievement or just one of the best things that Max could have shown in his drivability and ultimately why he is such an incredible driver and strong driver is that he made those hard those hard tires last for 44 laps. I mean, that was just crazy considering the fact that Checo started P- P1, he had pole position for the race, he had pit stops before Max, you know, ultimately maybe Checo was the only driver that really could have matched up to Max. And I think most of the expectations were surrounding the fact that maybe Checo could win this. But in the end, I do have to give my hats off for Max on such a strong drive. Ultimately, those hard tires lasted 44 laps. And once Max actually came into the pits and just switched those for a medium tire, he was ultimately able to catch up to Checo almost immediately and get P1 back from him. So even though it might not happen too often here, I would like to give massive props to Max. I, I do have to say that I was very I was very awestruck. I was very surprised. And ultimately, I truly admired his performance on the race. And I do think that he very much deserved to win on that. And just really quickly jumping into my other two points. I think the first one is just that watching Nick Debris on the grid was truly, or just remembering that Nick Debris was once in the grid is kind of confusing considering where things more or less have ended for the season and just watching him there is at times just a bit confusing. And the last point is that we still see a lackluster McLaren for the first few races of the season before they actually made their upgrades in Austria. I think still kind of weird to see a struggling McLaren compared to the McLaren that ended on the season with such high notes, ultimately really having a strong car with great performances by both Oscar and Norris. And so, yeah, those are just quickly the only notes that I had alongside my own analysis for the race. But once again, everyone, thank you very much for joining in on another episode of the All About the Charles podcast and really looking forward for future episodes where I will continue doing my final race reviews for 2023, as well as prepare a couple episodes around reports of the new Ferrari for 2024 season, and even getting ready for the library reveal in February coming soon. So once again, guys, thank you all so much. And as always, keep being amazing fans. (laughs) 